The great cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. Boys! Get a few today, did you? To be honest with you, I um, hate grade cricket. <laughs> uh, I went into to play for a team called... Um, Obviously, sharing is always a big issue. A big issue for, for young kids coming into a senior cricket team. Taking like a whip league. Um, a bit of advice. Yeah. Sort of one. I refer to the great cricketer here, and I'll say this will do a little bit early. <laughs> Fuck! How do we lose? We lost to the cover. Why is this happening to me? Don't we always win? What? What is this feeling? It feels familiar. La familiar. Uh, my name's Ian Higgins. I'm joined by Sam Perry. Uh, uh, three minutes ago, Australia lost for the first time with a Gabba since... Has uh, it happened? When, uh, 1988? 88. 88. 88. The bicentenary year. Famously so. If you That's how you consider the nation state of Australia. My goodness me. Now, I felt a whole wave of emotions as the country, and I will be speaking for the country Please. on this occasion. Did. Um... I felt I was just on the roller coaster, man. Like it was just India are fucking good. That's fine. Right, you have to say that. That's fine. India. In, that we Get played, Rora though. You we know. played India C. Let's go top line here. Yeah. And then we'll dig some onion layers here. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, that's fine. They're allowed to play well, but not on our fucking patch. Not on our fucking gabatoire. All right. Yeah. Australia, fucking dog shit. It's yeah. the worst team I've ever seen. This bowling lineup is the worst I've seen in a generation. Keep going. It's the worst I've seen in a generation. What's wrong with the fucking sticks? Yeah. And I'm having a stick. Can everyone bowl but fucking Pat Cummins? Yeah. Best bowling quartet in the world, or that we've ever produced. Yep. Can Cummins do it, please? <laughs> Cummins getting hammered by a pant. Probably just saying, any danger of anyone else having a Lads, bowl? Yeah, can I have a blow Anyone here? want to roll? Yeah. <laughs> four, for, four for 30 off 25. Anyone else fucking pulling some weight? You know, before the series started, it was postulated on the grade cricketer and elsewhere. Yeah. Jeez, it could be a really good series. It could be a close series, a rare close series in Fuck Australia. That. And as it, I want to fucking win, as it developed, so <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, not this close. Yeah. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on? And you could just see the Australian body politic as the series went on, scratching their collective heads yeah. to understand why. Why are we subpar? Why isn't that 100 being turned into 150? Yeah, daddy. Why can't anyone else score runs? Where's our middle order bats? Mm. Hang on, they're the best bowling quartet, but India's scoring runs, these young guys coming. And just as the series developed and then came to its absolute crescendo, its climax just now, mm. I think we were all going, oh, India are good. This is the Asian century. Mm. The dying embers <laughs> of Australian dominance are upon us. The Anglosphere yeah. of Australian cricketing dominance is over. Mm. 19th century, Pax Britannica. 20th century, American dominance. 21st century, India. We will never beat these guys for three That's it. centuries That's it. We're done. consecutively. Yeah. Takua came in and debuted at the Gabba, bowled better than any shield bowler would have ever bowled. Mm. What in about one fucking game. Washington Sundar? Sundar. Come, coming in at seven. And then he's like, I oh, just bought, he's a bowler. No, he fucking bat under 19s when he was 16 as a stick, batted four. Oh, and he's a better stick than eight of our sticks. He'd bat five for us. He would. Straight away. He'd, yeah. he'd slot right in. Yeah. Hey, mate, can you make your debut? Washington Sundar, please. <laughs> yeah, no worries. I'll make 100 runs, 100 very important runs in the game and take uh, four yeah. wickets. What yeah. about Takua? You want to play? Yeah, I'll, I'll make 70 odd and take seven wickets. Mm. And be the best bowler apart from Cummins on the Gabba. My favourite thing about this is, Pez, we'll never see these guys again because there's eight guys ahead of them who, when they're fit, they'll play because they're better. 
this isn't just a, a loss of a series. This is like the this, Asian this, century. This, it is. It's the commencement <laughs> of the Asian century. China's I mean, coming in. No, but you know, the symbolism of the Gabba hoodoo being destroyed. I mean, the Gabba mm. isn't just a, a record of wins and losses for no, Australia. No, no. There's no losses. The Gabba is turning it on as I did on day one after spending the morning at the zoo with my family. Yeah. And, see, and feeling safe with yeah. the hue of the light. Oh, it's November. It, I, I turn, oh, oh, there's that hue. I feel safe. Mm. There's the, uh, the the teal and um, arbitrary splashes of yellow, of canary oh, it's, oh, it's and of maroon. Is it a full house? house? Oh, no, oh, no it's just but, it, but it's Queensland. There's the forex sponsorship. I know what that means. That means happiness in the crowd, but a bit of hostility underneath. <laughs> and every time Australia got the advantage... These 19-year-old IPL kids came in and said, we yeah. don't give a fuck. We yeah. don't – these kids came in and said, we don't give a fuck about the Gabba. Mm. We are not chastened. We're not hastened. We're not afraid of the Gabba. Mm. And now Australian cricketing dominance is over and we welcome the Asian century and our overlords. We will compete now for the best of the rest. Now, you said before about climaxing and, of course, we'll, be, we'll have many English listeners tuning in, perhaps for the first time That's or right. perhaps maybe since Headingley. <laughs> they'll be tuning in and they'll be climaxing as has been exhibited on Twitter yes. this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Uh, as is there a wants. good day for that genre. A good day, a good and day. congratulations. Hey, Joe Root's back, and yeah, we're fucking and India one of the gala. Guilty. Sam Curran's on the show. Should say what's happening on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Sam Curran's on the show. He's in Sri Lanka. They won a test match, and Tim Southey's also on the show, yeah. um, who's from the number one test team in the world. And look, the Aussies are in season, but isn't it interesting that a couple of other countries uh, put their players forward? You know, and the Aussies, uh, poor little Aussie cast that could, the TGC, cannot uh, cannot secure a guest this week. Mm. Well, we got Tim Southey and some Sam Curran anyway, so we're, mm. doing, we're doing okay. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you're probably saying like in comparison to perhaps uh, Edge Baston, mm. where Australia beat that hoodoo, didn't they, in the Ashes in 2019. And, and, I, I, and please correct me, as I'm sure many of you will in the UK if I'm wrong about this, but... Hedge Baston is Holly Stand, it's fucking Party Central, it's mm. very mm. vocal, vociferous mm. audience. It's abused, but we're funny. Yeah. 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 It's witty. But we're funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's witticisms, yeah. yeah. Warner, you can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Gabba's fucking, it's the hue, as you rightly say, the coloured seats you correctly touched on there, and I'll be yeah. the arbiter of what yeah, isn't is right in this podcast. Yeah. It's assumed that you're the arbiter. Mate, it's fucking wheels, it's through the chest, it's yeah. fucking wicked. Carry. Take him up here. Carry. Fingers pointing up, mm. it's all that. It's Cameron mm. Green, it's Chris Green. Green. Green's mitts. Yeah. Everything. Golden boy. It's all that. Golden boy bowling ball machines at 130 or clicks. It's David Warner scoring second into its hundreds, doing mm. his Toyota celebration. It, that's what that's what the Gabba is. Mm. Not no more. Yeah. Indy might as well fucking burn those stumps and take home the ashes with them. Australian cricket's dead. It is. Australian cricket died today. Yeah, it did. In front of our very you eyes. Nailed the Gabba. We've got nothing now. Mm. Mm. Hobart. Yeah. What's our record like there? Anything? No, they rolled it. South Africa rolled us here. Well, I mean, to, I mean, yeah, and in the uh, in the whole spectrum of the series, you know, in, uh, India didn't play the wacker, did they? So, I mean, you know, is, is, it, oh, is, it, is, it, is yeah, it a real series? Yeah. And don't you feel like... We thought it was going to rain today. Didn't rain, so... Mm. Makes you think. And I hope the listener out there can, you know, sense the gritted teeth because, like, don't you feel this obligation to, to be magnanimous about India? It is true. They played better cricket pretty much for the whole series, bar the outlier of the 36. Australia ahead here and there. That was weird. Yeah, that was, that was weird in, yeah. in summer. What the fuck happened there? But uh, they, you still got to have that visceral reaction like we are about mm. Australia losing and our entitlement to winning all mm. the time, particularly at places like the Gabba. So I hope the listener allows us that for a couple more minutes. Where's our number five? Why don't... <laughs> 
Where's the rest bumping. of Warner's groin? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where's his groin? Yeah. Why are our players playing BBL? I saw Curtis Patterson in Speed Dealers the other night Fuck yeah. on the bench for the Scorchers. Australia's screaming out for a number five. Mm. He's got his fucking yellow vest on in his Speed Dealers. <laughs> Can't even get a hit. He's probably going to the net saying, I've got to get my first six balls right here in case I get a game against the Hurricanes. <laughs> How are we meant to fucking take on your Washington Sundars, etc.? With that as our schedule, as that is, um, everything's under the gun now. Obviously, there's going to be another Argus review, whatever you want to name the review. Yeah, there's going to be a review, yeah. yeah. TJC review. Yeah. We'll review it. I've got a few thoughts. Whatever. <laughs> I've got a few thoughts, and I've I want to say them now, You know, minutes after a Cap- loss. Captaincy. So much said about Tim Payne. India replaced their captain halfway through the series. Yeah. Played better. Rahana. And look, we saw him on camera. Great beard, great salad. He mm. exudes calm. He's a dad dick. He's dad dick. Now, I don't... I, I don't know if he's younger than us. He probably is. Now, Tim Payne, a lot of respect for him. Come yeah. on the show a few times. Yeah. Does he give you the same vibe? I want a dad dick again. Oh, this is visceral. I'm sorry. Mm. The last dad dick was Ponting. Before that, Steve Waugh, Border, Taylor, all those sort of... Mm. We need a dad dick again. I don't know who that is. We don't have a dad dick. No, we don't. And that's the problem with Australian cricket. Pat Cummins isn't a dad dick. He's no. still fucking round. <laughs> <laughs> and he's and I and what I don't be, and I don't begrudge him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure whether to dissect the match or the series yeah, right now. Do. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, we're all at sea. We've never we've never been here before. Losing in England, Headingley, etc. We corrected that. That was corrected. You know, there was still the parity was somewhat restored. E- you know, sort of echoes of panic in the Australian team any time a team takes them on. This time, it's it's a loss on home soil. We thought the last loss against India was because Smith and Warner weren't playing. Cavi- now they were playing. Everywhere. Caveats, caveats were everywhere, everywhere now. Yeah. India brought more caveats in, yeah. and they still won yeah. with, with India B. He was on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you reckon, like, the Australian bowlers just never, uh, not to give them an excuse, just never got a rest? Just ne- like they bowled 120 overs at the SCG last week. They bowled 110 overs uh, in the first innings. They bowled 100-ish overs today. So it's about 300 overs in the space of about seven, eight days. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, maybe a little bit longer, about 10 days maybe. Um, I think India's bowlers were fortuitous to get injured. No, no, so no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like sometimes like towards the end, especially Cummins, must have been like, okay, those who just bowled Matt, that was fucking hard work. Pajara, geez, he loves a stick, this bloke. Now, they would have like got off the film and be like, lads, can we put the feet up for a couple yeah, of days? I know, Marcus Harris just clipped one to square leg for yeah. fuck all. Warner's nicking off again. Yeah. What's going on? Matthew Wade's fucking getting strangled down the side. He's pulling, he's pulling pull shots to mid off. Well. Do you want a dissection of that? Do, think, do you want visceral think, or do you I want dissection? The, the actual answer is just mm. we will just outplay. But that's I don't want that answer. I want I want scapegoats. Yeah. I want scapegoats. I want caveats. I want to feel like this isn't my fault. It's not our fault. Well, you're talking about the batting there, right? I want Robin Williams to come in, look me in the eye, and say it's not my fault. Yeah. Don't we all want that? Sure. I mean, that's a different that's a different conversation. What what is going to be the lead excuse? I mean, we are recording just after the game finishes. So, mm. what do you think is going to be? It won't be said explicitly. But what do you think will be hinted at in terms of reasons for Australia's loss in this series? Uh, I think it'll just be a bit of a mix of oh, look, you know, look, we lost Starkey there. Stark wasn't quite game, right. Yeah, it wasn't quite right. Look, it's been hard in the bubble for the. We've guys. been unlucky with the DRS. Yeah, DR- uh, the day five pitches mm. were, were actually too flat. Uh, oh, it was a bit sketchy that Pant batted in the second innings at the SCG after taking a couple of days off, keeping first half. Yeah. You know? There's just a few yeah. things that weren't against us. Yeah. We, 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 we only won three tosses mm. out of four. Uh, so we're <laughs> unlucky there, I guess. A um, couple of drop no, they catches. They won four, didn't they? No, I think they... 
No, but India batted first, didn't they, in Adelaide? No, Australia definitely won the first three heading into this. Oh, well, then yeah, they won all four. Yeah, they won all four, yeah. They probably won't offer a biggest... I think they're smart enough to... Uh, I think Langer and Payne will be smart enough to graciously um, explain... Well, graciously concede that India have outplayed them and won. Played the better cricket, mm. ultimately. And they weren't good enough. Mm. Well, that means that makes you feel hollow and empty. Mm. I know. Yeah, I, I need excuses. Yeah, you know what? Like, if I if I get out, I either claim it myself, yeah. I never give it to the opposition, or it's the umpire's fault. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe maybe there was no chat out there. Didn't get the chat right. I think what burns a little bit is it like this Australian. Yeah, Joe Burns. Yeah, that was it. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> scored more runs this series. Burns or Warner? <laughs> Probably but Warner felt right because we were still getting on with it a bit. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just a bit of symbiosis. Nah, just dropping the feet yeah, and going. And go, yeah. and that's what he can energy. do. Energy, big dick out for energy. I think the thing that burns is that like the Aussie men's test team has been kind of on the cusp of going from good to great for like nearly ten years, but especially this cohort, it was felt like they were just a batter away. Yeah, they've got the bowlers sorted out. They all work in symbiosis. You know, mm. a few worldies in the bats. They brought through Labuschagne, but they've never been able to make that leap. Just listen to uh, the the like ex commentators exasperated at the Gabba when like Labuschagne gets out for 108, I think it was, and yeah. they're like, oh, nobody left the runs out there at T, mm. you know. And I think there's just always been that sense that like they don't have the ability to put the foot on the throat and really win the game, like go and kill the game, take mm. it away. Mm. Of course, that was from India um, playing really well, but I do also wonder, like, given they've last, uh, that you know they've been screaming out for a number five or series. And they've not really had anybody to pick from because they're all playing in the BBL a little bit. I'm not pinning it all on the BBL, but mm. there are a few structural issues that I think are feeding into Australia being unable to produce hungry red ball bat batters well, when we, we need them. If we can wrap this up because the BBL is on. Like, yeah, that's pretty, cool. Who is tonight? Pretty keen to catch that. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's one of them. Yeah, one of them. Yeah. Which colour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Renegades and Stars is tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Oh, well, it's 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 the scorches in the heat. Actually, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Scorches in the heat. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, Jason Roy versus Joe Denley. Jeez, a couple of blokes who want to get home. I reckon. Oh, Chris Lynn gives it a whack, doesn't he? Mm, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I'm sh I'm shaking. You're exasperated. I'm, yeah. I'm exasperated. I'm yeah. shook. I'm all sorts of things. Um. Declaration. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I think the only other time that Australia has not defended 300, they've lost They've lost twice in the last couple of years. The other one was Headingley. I think I'm right in saying that, where obviously Stokes has had a day out. That was that, was that excuse. <laughs> um, so in those Oh, instances, that'll be it. But in Headingley, Australia bowled England out for 61, didn't they? And they lost that game. So it's just it goes, it goes again now. Is that the batting... Is that the batting cohort's fault for not fucking burying him, not burying the game? Minus 108. Mm. It's pretty rich, isn't it, to, to pin a guy who's got 100 to be like, that. Well, that's your fault, mate. But maybe that's test cricket, maybe that's ruthless. Mm. I don't know. I've not played it yet. That's, that's right. Yes is the operative word. Yes, it is. It's funny because it was a pattern through the series that Australia would inch their noses ahead and India would come back. And I think the first few times that happened, there was consternation about Australia missing those opportunities. But then as it kept happening... We've been forced to ask ourselves, is this because India are a special team, a mm. good team, an unafraid team, and also a skillful team who do not succumb to that kind of Australian uh, – when I say bullying, I mean like that idea that when they get ruthless and they get ahead, they don't let you back into the game. You know, they mm. the, in, India just deserve enormous amounts of credit. And like I said, yeah, the century so. has begun. Perhaps so. I keep putting this in the context because obviously now – 
England are obviously in Sri Lanka at the moment, and then they go to India and they play a test there, yeah. and India go to England. And we all know that England are going to now beat India, as New Zealand have just smashed India I think in they New go Zealand. after the World Test Championship. I think there's just one set between India and England in, Eng- in India, mm-hmm. say. So, and then the second half of the UK summer yeah. is India. I think that's right, yeah. Okay, but right. But, I, but I'm just trying to place this in the context of like what's going on with New Zealand, number one test team in the world, just smashed India. India had a full-strength cohort. Coley played both games. Boomer was playing, you know, all that kind of gear. Um, maybe just like the matchups. You know how like sometimes in sport, just like, you know, the underdog can win because the matchups are... Am I stretching here? I don't feel like I'm stretching. I'm trying to make a point of like maybe just people aren't threatened by... Like Indians aren't threatened with Hazelwood. Washington Sundar was not threatened by Cummins. He was fucking front-dogging him. Maybe the new generation of Indian players is better than the current ones. Well, you made a good point that maybe we won't know how good this series win was for India until five years' time when we realise that, oh, no, they've got a generational team, well, which will keep coming for the next 100 years. You can't, you can't fluke a series win over four tests. Like, that's the great thing about test cricket. Everyone's, you know, orgasming over test cricket at the moment, five days, four days. There's actually a debate we had about that, but mm. now's not the time. It wouldn't be appropriate. But um, <laughs> you can't hide in test cricket. Mm. You know, I know that's a cliche, but that's the great thing about it. Like you, you get found out yeah. eventually because it goes for so long. It's like a league. So you can't, you can't go and win two games without deserving it. And then, you know, drawing the other one, which they probably could have gone on and won. They could have won. weren't in hospital. <laughs> <laughs> if we got wickets for the amount of times we littered guys, fuck, we'd be fine. Fuck, I know. It'd be three day test. Yeah. Game over. So, uh, yeah, I think there's something to be said. It, it was funny listening to commentators again, like exasperated or confused or in wonderment over the lack of fear of new Indian players or of these Indian guys because Australian cricket preys upon the psychological damage we do mm. to people. And then when you get guys like Washington, Sundar and Takur and Siraj and stuff coming out and they don't seem to be perturbed by our psychological framework of being afraid of the big bad Aussie and they just play and they're also worldies who fit... 100,000 balls um, in the first five years of their life. That's right. They're all on YouTube. Yeah, and Instagram. Um, they just play. free. They play with freedom. And the entire Australian myth is now broken. That sounds like hyperbole, but um, it's, it's a red-letter day. Mm. India's win. Something, something ended. Something died. We're looking forward to the cultural review. Mm. Yeah, it felt like the... The end of the cycle for this team felt like it was going to be next year at, yeah. the, at the end of the Ashes, which also may remain to be true. You don't want to go too far at the moment. But now it's like, that's, that's you know, uh, eight months away, nine months away, ten months away. I'll just keep saying numbers until I stop. Mm. Um, and it feels like there's a lot of test cricket happening before then. We're going to go to South Africa. What the fuck's yeah. going to happen there? Heaps will happen. Hey, you oh, remember, yeah. remember last time I went there? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Just what Australia numbers, needs at the moment. Numbers went through the roof. Yeah. A couple of tired guys who've been in bubbles getting really irritable going over to play in South Africa. Uh, good yeah. news, crowds are back in South yeah. Africa all quick, of a sudden. Quick wickets and a couple of South African guys <laughs> who can bowl pace. Yeah. It's, all, it's a good recipe. Yeah, got this fucking new guy by 160. Mate, when I Jesus. saw David Warner pulling at his groin, just going, just go, oh, shit, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 yeah. don't blame him. He's had a look at the schedule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you think that it's... Do you, th- do you think it's a cycle thing Australia needs to look at now due to losing to India? Or do you think this cohort, this vague sort of cohort that Australia's amassed would still beat England coming out here in the summer? I know there's a lot. There's a lot okay, so like just trying to nail down the weaknesses of the Australian team, right? Yeah. yeah. And like you look at the amount of overs that Australia's had to bowl 
And maybe that was India's strategy. I think they've out-strategized Australia, no oh, yeah. doubt about that. Because I'm thinking as well... Like, Beautifully sucked like, them into that declaration and uh, winning the fourth innings. That was that was maestro shit. Succubus. Yeah. <laughs> Incubus. That's a different that's thing. That's a completely different thing. I just wanted to say succubus. Haven't said mm. that in a while. And I was just thinking about like the Australian... like. You look at the Australian highlights package of all the bats throughout the throughout the four tests. How many shots are the offside they play? I reckon like fucking like three percent, mm. almost nothing. Just kept on the stumps, on the stumps, drag it out, make make the test go five days. This is actually a great advertisement for five day test cricket. India's played a masterstroke, four day chess again, um, and and like so you think that, but the amount of time that the Australian bowlers had to bowl, the amount of overs had to bowl over and over again, over a hundred overs several times. That very rarely happens in Australia to our Australian bowlers. So maybe they were just trying to grind it out, grind it out. Because I was looking at the matchups, <clears throat> looking at the Australian batters, especially when Warner came out, that was like, well, Burns fucking. That I was in hindsight, that was silly to to give Joe two games. And then Pekofsky comes in, he looks good, but then he gets one test, and they got to fill in with Marcus Harris. Then you look at uh, Matthew Wade. He's in and out. Oh, sorry, in and out. He's not in the best form of his entire life, no doubt about that. Travis Head, Fringe, Cameron Green, never played a test before. So like they're thinking of the batting there, we can we can get close to these guys, I think. Mm. So they just out strategize Australia. So I'm thinking about like what's the weakness in this in this cycle, whatever this fucking cycle thing is in Australian cricket at the moment. What's the weakness? And and you can't say it's the bowlers. I know Stark hasn't bowled well in the series and Lyon has been completely nullified by India in this series. But like well, you that's go, a weakness. You go into the last... okay, yeah. But sorry, I, go, but go, I always sorry. yeah, yeah. I always think like it's a weakness, but then like who like you're not going to replace Lyon's not going to play for Swepson. Yeah, sorry, Swepson's not going to play for Lyon. And then you go into the last Test match, right? And Stark is maybe, uh, maybe he's under, maybe he's not fit. Maybe the rhythm's off. I don't think he's uh, he's not fit because his last spelly bowl, which was four overs, went for thirty seven on a day five pitch. It looked off. He looked off. He was bowling one forty five. Yeah, so the, like the gather the, looked weird. It yeah, was, I don't know if he was think, holding back or whether he literally he's, he's lost it. I mean, but he's I'd bowling, imagine the pace injury. is up, but maybe the yeah. rhythm is off or yeah. whatever. So like, but then if you go into that last test and you don't pick Stark, and then obviously Patterson is injured because he was doing some shit. And then so then you've got to play either Nisa or Abbott. Big call to give a test debut to a guy. And if they don't perform, then it's like, why don't you play Stark in the last day? Give you runs as well. So it's like so I don't think I don't think I think the bowling's fine. Also, let's acknowledge as well a month ago we're saying, well, is this the best we've ever seen in our entire lives? Don't know. But no, it's like But that. the point is that like the bowling's probably good. Now the submissions around the batting, but again, there ain't anyone in the wings waiting in the wings who's like, Oh yeah, here's a guy who averages ninety three in shield cricket. Yeah. Because that person doesn't exist. Why? Because they're going to play the big bash at the same time as the test season, Correct. which runs into a whole series of like, okay, let's say at the moment the shield is on and fucking Kawaja is playing for Queensland and he's just racked up back-to-back hundreds in shield cricket. Fucking Wade's out of form. You know, we're not sure about Wade, maybe. Uh, Travis Head's out of the side. Hmm. Well, Kawaja becomes an option. Instead, he's fucking opening the batting for Sydney Thunder, mm. a competition that is the only competition in domestic sport of any code, any sport, anywhere around the world where the best players of that home country aren't even competing in the fucking thing. It's weird. So I think that's a flaw, but that's a structural issue. Yeah. That's my uh, argument for the Argus Review 2021 season. Well, it's funny because uh, there will be people coming out and saying... Uh, Sorry, none, none of that was funny what I just said. I just I had some words in my head I just need to get out. No, it was good. No, no one. I think people are going to come out and start questioning the BBL's impact on the men's test side. I mean, everything's going to be in the gun now. We've lost a series, so every single everyone is up for review mm. from podcasters like us. Uh, <laughs> Fuck yeah, Fuck. and they're running for the hills. You hear? Them. <laughs> TJC must go. But eventually, eventually, the BBL will be in the gun, and there will also be a lot of people, uh, you know, in in good faith defending the BBL and starting to ask questions like, "Well, what's the function of?" 
you know, you know, what's the function of cricket if the men's test team isn't doing really well? Is it number one? Because that's what we're used to. We're entitled to it. We have all the resources. We should do that. So people go, why not? Well, the BBL takes away from the depth at the moment. So let's ask questions about BBL. BBL. Um, some will say, well, hang on. Cricket's got enough of any... What's Cricket Australia's job? It's to actually make the game popular, right? That's what they would say, I presume, right? Make the game popular. Well, you need money to be popular if you're watching on YouTube. Bit, bit, bit of bunts. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> One every show. But um, <laughs> make the game popular. So they would say, but the BBL introduces new audiences, new demographics, um, new uh, ad revenue. Uh, it, it's more eyeballs on cricket during the summer. When are we meant to put cricket on otherwise? Footy crowds out the rest of the schedule, so we have to play it at the same time. In fact, the money generated by, by the BBL keeps Test cricket alive in Australia. The BBL is intended to compete against an insanely competitive entertainment market. Mm. So in many ways, it's a saviour of cricket. People would say that. What, what helps Australian cricket be more popular? A dominant men's test side that creates heroes and wins all the time, wins games like that? Or is it um, Will Jacks? <laughs> you know, I I don't know, but but people are getting a bit freaked out about the fact that while we're a pretty good test side, there feels this idea that we're not the best expression of red ball cricket that we could be. There's lots of very good cricketers there, but they're stretched, you know. Could Curtis Patterson be number five? Just using him as an example. Well, he'd be in no position to come in and make runs at the moment if we needed him. And we did, or we needed someone like him Mate. because they're wearing speed deals on the bench for the Scorchies. I heard uh, <laughs> Scorchies. I heard. Um, I heard, what did I hear, mate? What did I you hear, mate. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell! Um, I heard people say after Joe Burns got dropped, he just he just needs to go back to the heat and just whack it around a bit. Yeah. Does he? That's what he needs. Yeah, that's what he needs to face Boomerang. <laughs> hit a kibble out the middle. Wang yeah. it from here. Wang her arm. Fuck me, um, yeah. mate. I I don't. I got Greg Chappell's words ringing in my ear still, man. Hey, if they sort that shit out, they're going to five of the best. Yes. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, five of the uh, five of the best teams in the world. They'll never yeah. lose again. Yeah. Well, that's just, we saw the start of it today. I can't mm. think of I can't think of a better away series win and individual Test match win in my lifetime. And I was born in the mid '40s, as you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like when England came here in 2011, 12, that that was probably the best England team there's ever been. I it's it's in the conversation. It's in mm. the it's in the arc of mm. greatest ever team. Yeah. So that and and Australia were in a uh, a, a weird sort of in between phase, weren't they? Where they were playing fucking Xavier Doherty and Michael Beer got a game and just trying to find out their bowlers and that kind of shit. So, you know, England fair play won that series and rightfully so. But I can't think of a team where like you're looking at the team sheet and like before this game, I think they had they had four or seven single fingers. Test wickets against Australia's twelve hundred and whatever wickets that they've ever had. Yeah. The runs, you know, yeah. should all be there. And then India has they didn't, they didn't cruise the game. It was a very close game, and yeah. it's one of the best Test matches I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's fucking exciting, and it's awesome. Yeah. Test and it can only be good when we're the baddies, mate. That was going to be a point. <laughs> when does Australia ever win the close games? No. Ever? No. We, uh, we're the bad guys. Yeah. This is all a fucking Disney World movie. Cup semi. The ICC is a Disney movie. Yes. And Australia, are the bad guys. Yeah. Are we the baddies? Yeah. And. We lose every time. Fucking uh, Adelaide over against the West Indies, 91. The Tide Test should have right. won that one as well. Yeah. Headingley. Um, Edge Baston, was it? Edge Baston with, with the last ball with Kasperwitz. Yeah, that's right. I, I think that's it was right. Edge Baston, yeah. 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 When, do we, when, when, do, when do we ever win a close one? Mate, we're, we're Iceland in Mighty Ducks too. <laughs> like, we're, we're the team that wears the duck jerseys. <laughs> that's you, our role. Did you just look that up? I was actually looking up who the bad guys were in the first movie because that would have been better. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just remember they're saying Eastland. <laughs> Who's Vince Bombay? Mine too. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, Gordon Bombay. Gordon. Gordon Bombay. So Justin Lang is Adam, Gordon Bombay. Adam, Adam Banks. Shit. Yeah. yeah. He, he changed size. He was a good fella, actually. Yeah, was he Banksy? He was a good player. Banksy. <laughs> he actually did some artwork. When you get to know him, he's a good player. He <laughs> did, did some artwork in London yeah. after that. He used to play for those coats across the road, came over. Good fella. <laughs> he's a good fella. I reckon Australia's got a few players with a good bloke if you know him. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Once you get to know him, he's a good fella. And then when you really get to know him, you go back. <laughs> <laughs> Just like most of us, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You good put point. your best foot forward. Good you point. get to know someone. Mate, I had a whole agenda written up and there's yeah, a whole bunch yeah, of stuff yeah, out there. Nah, Fuck that good. off. You've done well. Um, mate, look, do you want to talk about Sri Lanka and England? Yeah, right. I mean, look, listen, can we quickly go through a couple of players? Like, can you just give us a, a summary of Cam Green, for example, and we brought a big golden boy in? Uh, how do you think he fared? I think Cam Green did a fine job. He's going to be mm. a wonderful player. He's 21 years old, mm. um, and he could, he, could play for, he could play for 14 years. Yeah. Um, and he'll probably captain. Yeah. So, yeah, he was fine. He did good six. I'm surprised he didn't take a wicket. He bowls well enough. Um, get his body raised. Not even running in yet, as you've said in the past on this podcast. Mm. His batting looks fine. Number six, yeah, that's good. That's good for me. Big two hundred centimeter golden boy. You know, quick enough. It'll be fine. It mm-hmm. looks fine. Is Wade done? Yeah, he's right on the right on the precipice. I reckon right on the precipice. But again, who like for who? I, I'm not sure the answer to that. And they won't. Heady. For who? Heady. Heady. Well, Tra- mm, yeah, Travis Head's got a couple of years on. He's got six years on him. Travis, Travis Head's not gone. In I, by I no think capacity. he'll be next cab. cab. I think Head. Mm. I think Wade was in a better position than Head to score runs in this series. I agree. Uh, but I think it's time to make another investment. Matthew Wade's thirty-three or so, isn't he? Yes. He averages now under thirty yes. in thirty odd Test matches. Yes. Is it going to go up from there? No, I don't think uh, so. You know, it feels crass saying that. You made this point off air yesterday. Yeah, good point. Um, in contrast, you know, well, in, in opposition to what I just said, Wade looks good in a baggy green. Yeah, it does you look know? very good. It looks good. It looks good. It's chirpy. It's pugnacious. Mm-hmm. It stands up to Neil Wagner. It's a right amount of stubble. Yes. It frames his face. His, fr- his face frames the baggy Perfectly green nicely. So. So and, the perfect, and the baggy green's got a little bit of beer residue on it. Just, just enough. Scuffed up a little bit. Just, just so. Just enough to say, fuck, he's seen some things. Let yeah. me tell you, he, he may get Matty Wade and a couple of beers. And they say, call Maddie call and Uber. Uber. <laughs> call him and Uber. Two, after two beers, quite the raconteur. Quite the raconteur. Give him indeed. three, Ooh. chuck him in an Uber immediately. <laughs> For everyone's sake, not least his. Know nothing about him. Never met him. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's never it's, happened. Uh, uh. I've got best bowling quartet question mark. All I've got under that is Hazelwood is farmer wants a wife. <laughs> Hazelwood is fun. What's a wife? Mate, he's just, he's fucking side mouth. He's gruff. He's, yeah. He actually used to bowl with a straw in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want flies to get in. I just love dry it. heat in Tamworth, let we're, me tell you. We were watching uh, Fox today yeah. and uh, yes. he, he, he littered Pajara mm. and then Warren immediately leapt to his defence and said, it's really nice that Hazelwood comes up and says, are you okay? Are you okay? And then they, mm. they played the audio of it. Not what he, he said. said. You said, you fucking see that one, mate? <laughs> No, he's a lovely guy, Josh. He's one one of the greats. One of the greats, actually. Yeah. Uh, Another thing I wanted to say: we were um, prepping the Seven show the other day, and um, so we should say that we spoke to uh, Sonny Gavaska. Oh yeah, that was Uh, good. And you can check that out on the internet. Yeah, we should say more of that sort of stuff if we were intelligent. But Mm -hmm. um, after we just said we're watching Fox Cricket. (laughs) 
Well, we were watching Seven two days ago, <laughs> and they had uh, just a tired bow around this, and they had right. they had Gideon Hagon to talk to Ali Mitchell. Yeah, and I was just wanted to point out that he spoke in you know very nuanced terms about racism and yeah. how it can be more sophi- in, in like highly sophisticated terms about racism and how it can be more nuanced than uh you know just racial epithets like the, often that's what Aussies think racism is and he's like no there's you, you know you can have it in intonation it carries a weight of history and I was just I was just remi- like thinking that you know I can't remember such sophisticated analysis making its way onto like mainstream TV in Australia sure, sure. on a Sunday when everyone's watching the cricket uh, obviously. Um, there was a few outlets who ran pieces after that, focusing on his T-shirt, total landscaping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, and, and then someone else DM'd us and said they were, um, did they need to be concerned about Gideon's lack of arm development? <laughs> so there's still, you know, a lot out there who'll be like, that's the rarest shit I've ever seen in my life, but it's a nice step. Uh, the alpha, the, the alpha dies hard. Well, yeah, you know, yeah. speaking about racism, as you might imagine, if you've got any sort of audience, you know, it comes with its fair share of risks. As you can see on the last iTunes review. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah. One of those reviews that says, oh, I like everything about the show except this one thing, two yeah. out of five. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Bit of white guilt. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Well, if you're upsetting uh, cunts on the internet when you're talking about racism, you're probably upsetting the right kind of people. Um, now, Sri Lanka versus England, mate. Now, the best thing about this was that Sri Lanka had a stick first over there in Gaul. And they got bowled out for 135. NASA Hussain said it was pathetic. It was a circus. It was the uh, most chaotic 46 overs you've ever seen. It was it abysmal. Abysmal. Mm. And I like that kind of gear. Yeah. And we are going to speak to Sam Curran in a moment's time. So we're sort of racing against the clock here because mm. he's obviously in Gormwood. It's very lucky to speak to an England player on tour. Um, but uh, I just love the idea that they were just in the huddle, just absolutely pissing themselves, laughing. You, like the, so, so this this isn't available in Australia. Um, yeah. the, it has made streams. Yeah. yeah, so you got to watch it through Sri Lanka's YouTube channel. That's yeah. how you watch it. Grainy, mate. Some of the shots, fuck me. It's great gear. It's yeah. unbelievable. Reverse sweeps, fucking chipping the cover in Test match. Uh, it's it's unbelievable. Um, Don Best took five in the first innings, as you recall, eight for the match. Mm. Uh, some people on Twitter said it was the worst five I've ever seen in my mm. life, of yeah. course. Yeah, taking a couple of fifers, have you? <laughs> Jack Letch got five in the second innings. He was actually the leading wicket taker in Sri Lanka when they played there two years ago. England yeah. won their 3 0 two years ago, just with, mm. yeah, the. Almost, like he's, the a, almost like he's ago. a good bowler and not just a funny cult figure. Yeah, almost, but we also know. Now, the best thing about this, so obviously they were almost picked three spinners England in this game. They picked Don Best and Jack Leach, but what they did was the best, this is the second best Sorry. in the entire test. You keep pointing at me when you're talking. <laughs> Mate, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Mate, I've got fucking anger running through yeah, my veins yeah, yeah, in Australia losing at the Gabatoire. Yeah. Now, what England did was when the spinners were on, they put Zach Crawley under the lid at bat pad. Fuck, uh, I mean, wow. Jesus Christ. It's like putting a skyscraper next to a park. It was <laughs> just just this, this fucking unit. Not just, right. But just didn't look right. Not right. Didn't look yeah. right. Just a suburban straight with a skyscraper. Yeah. <laughs> just didn't look right. But fuck, he got in their face. It looks good. I like that kind of gear. Our, could boy, be th- our boy Rudy. Yeah. Our boy Rudy. Now that's the main Put question. together a match winning innings. That's the main which question. Which we've been calling for on this show for a long time. Oh, yeah. We've been calling for it. Now, oh, we only got, what, maybe three or four dozen uh, questions immediately sa- asking us to revise our mm. categorization of, of Root as not a big boy. Yeah. So, so one does one... Innings uh, maketh a big boy, as I've always asked. Does one swallow make a summer? Mm. One, um, s- one Sri Lankan swallow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Happy to go. He's back, baby. Oh, he's back. Roots yeah, back, baby. He's in. Woo! One knock. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. One kiss is all it takes, as Dua Lipa once said. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, mate. Uh, good. Good for him. He's back. Scored the runs. Won the game. That, yeah. that, that, That's that, what we won want. The game. I, you know, the the other argument would be that like maybe, like 
the, the problem that Joe Root has is he strikes that, me as an extraordinarily normal and good person. Yeah. And it also strikes me that in order to be one of these you know, so-called big boys, that mm-hmm. you need to be very strange. Yeah, you need okay. to be strange and obsessive. Yeah, uh, in in a in a right. way that might actually take you away from um, that idea of yeah reality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so Smith is an obvious one. Who else are you talking about here? Well, in their own ways, you know. Like, I mean, I'm not going to. I mean, Smith is the obvious one. Co- Coley Coley is a conspiracy theorist. He's a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. that's us done. He's um, big on. Um, wasn't the moon landing? Is that what it was? He's big on conspiracy theories. It was put to I'm us not sure that, I'm not yeah. sure it's QAnon stuff, but... N- n- that's right. It's more just your standard, yeah. you know, Lee Harvey, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, yeah but uh, did a bit, did it? <laughs> Bullet. Um, yeah, so that's that. And Kane Williamson. Well, we're going to talk to Tim Southey. We're going to talk to Tim Southey. They're, they're skeletons there with New There's Zealand. They're skeletons. not letting us know what they are, but they're yeah. covering up. It's Stepford. Listen, yeah, to, the, listen yeah. to the straightness of these blokes. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. For with, with respect. The, oh, they, yeah, except for Nation. They do open the door a little bit, but fuck, it's only a little bit of light they're letting in there. Jesus. Yeah. So that's how I defend. The big boys are weird. Root seems to have the respect of his teammates. He's a generational player. He averages, he's going to average mid-40s. Maybe that's enough for him. I think he averages you know? 49 at the moment. Really? Yeah, I think so. I think so. But, I mean, his trajectory is <laughs> slippery slide. Well, not anymore. Maybe, maybe this is a year. 228 will help. Australia's there for the taking. But then he got out for one in the uh, mm. in the in the next and he's got run yeah. out. So there's this guy there um, who's in England. You would have seen this, Pez. Now, what's yeah. his name? His name. His name. Well, I know his, his um, name I know his DJ Rob name. Lewis. His name is Rob Lewis. What's his DJ name? Randy Caddick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Of course it is. Yeah. Now, he's he's like, he's trapped in Sri Lanka. He's trapped. He's trapped in Sri Lanka. Um, he he's, decided to stay. He's stuck there in Sri Lanka. Okay. He went to see them yeah. 10 months ago when months England ago. wanted to come out. They yeah. cancelled it. He said, oh, I'm just going to hang around. Yeah. He could do his work there, I think. Mm. And mm. Uh, Must be nice. And then he um, he got to watch them. Yeah. Bit of money floating about there for Randy, is there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, get cynical <laughs> about it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I saw that uh, Joe wrote then gave him a phone call. So if anyone doesn't know what this is, there's a guy who's like just sitting on the top of the hill at one end at the at Gaul Stadium, whatever that stadium's called. Mm. Excuse my ignorance. Um, Sri Lankan listeners, and he was like singing Jerusalem by himself. He's been cheering them he's on. Playing tunes, yeah, as well. heavy too. Oh, I'm going to ask tunes? Sam about it. I'm bangers. Yeah. yeah, I was just watching on the uh, on the YouTube, and I could hear some serious fucking like it was getting a bit heavy, like, <laughs> a bit like it's fucking what, you, it's kicking in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I thought you meant he was playing like Adele or something. No, 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 not like emotionally heavy. Yeah. No, just the beat with the beat coming. Heavy. He's my brother. Hard. Okay. Hard and he's fast. He's coming hard. Yeah. Randy Caddick's coming hard from Gaul. I don't know, like Joe Root's batting with Stuart Broad and, you know, <laughs> just trying to set up a, a, mm. a lead and that yeah. kind of thing. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit incongruous. But... Who Five day test, eh? Hey, I own DJ, so... Yeah, fuck, that's respect good. Good gear. Good gear. Mm. Well, anyway, England won that game by seven wickets. They were they were three for 14, chasing 75, 74, 73, one of those numbers. Yep. And they should have been four for 14 overnight or 14 for four, as you, yeah. Sky, yeah. as you Sky Sports cricket fans like to address it. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out. But uh, it's weird. Like, these small chases, they're weird, aren't they? Especially when it's spinning, fucking few nerves. Australia might have struggled in that. Well, crap in the tail. Crap yeah. in the tail. Well, normally we could always rely on winning in home conditions, in home comforts. You get home, you're the king of your domain, but no longer is that the case. We're, we're wanderers hey, now. Australia. I don't know. Maybe this is great for Australian cricket culture. 
you know, we, we can relinquish that kind of arrogance now that the Gabba hoodoo and whatnot's been broken. Maybe we'll be wandering around. No, we won't. Australia was, Australia was coming home from a nine to five job, loose my tie around neck. Where's yeah. my fucking dinner? Yeah. I come home. Where's my fucking <laughs> dinner? <laughs> I'm Tony Carroll saying oh. it. <laughs> I come home, I have a fucking whiskey yeah. on the rocks. I watch me shows. Yeah. And then you know what happens yeah. when daddy gets to drinking. What? I go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a full eight hours and I got to work again. At my accounting firm. It kind of goes in cycles with Australia. Like when Mickey Arthur took over, it was like, oh, that's great. We've got a bit more of an education background, a little bit more nuance to it. Your Ed Cowns are opening the batting, etc. It's shit. a little bit, bit more highbrow. Lose a few games. It's like, let's fucking get Goof in <laughs> and fucking bump these cunts. We're gonna you bump know, these get cunts. him in and just fucking give it we away. Work hard and get yeah. these cunts out. Yep. And then what happened there? Sandpaper, etc. Mm-hmm. We've gone back to a more genteel approach. That just starting to get yeah. meditation. Yeah, and you know, poor old Langer and Painter trying to manage the, mm. the like rift, the, the great divide of the psyche of the Australian. The great divide. They've now lost being nice, but they're in trouble for being. I mean, what's going to happen? Where do we go now? Do we go back sort of Lehman style, or where do we go? We're lost. We're wandering. India's broken us. Mm. Asian century. Join Asia. Forget the US. <laughs> China, India, let's go. Actually, India, India, and Australia are in a pact to get against China, but a bit of a yeah, sure. unilateral thing. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, explain. Hey, um, Sam Curran is going to be on the phone in a couple of minutes. Uh, like he's just calling us up. Yeah. Um, so as ever, Pez uh, Ponting Wines uh, bringing bringing to you the fair listener and viewer out there on the yes. internet. Um, all these interviews. These interviews, yeah. Sam Curran and Tim Southey brought to you by Ponting Wines. Ricky Ponting, who at the start of the day said, we just need to make him uncomfortable. Mm. He was like, oh, that's an interesting comment. That's an interesting comment. But who, I mean, he is a man of great gravitas, mm. an ornament to the gang. And uh, if you purchase <laughs> a case of Ponting Wines, you're going to get 10% off if you use the code GETAFEW, G-E-T-A-F-E-W, and they're kind enough to... Uh, Bring you these interviews. So, Pez, also just want to give a quick shout out for the Patreon. <clears throat> yeah. Many, many, uh, yeah. many people joined the last week or a couple of weeks or so. We we spoke to Ben Minenti last week. We spoke to um, Hatsoglu the week before. Yeah. There's an interview with Ben Lockland on there, Adam Zampa, Jason Crazier, all these little extras you get. You also get episode 23 came out last week of hashtag STDC Fridays, where we went to in depth discussion yeah. over whether Warren is our Maradona. Is Warren Maradona? We're also t- getting in depth about thickness. Yep. Who's thick? Who isn't? Two C's. Can you play international cricket without being thick? I say no. And also getting really deep into throwdown uh, etiquette. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's patreon.com forward slash grade cricketer. Here's Sam Curran and after that, Tim Southey. In fact, there weren't many players before the war who liked Brad. That's life. Just fucking back properly. Bye. That's what all the people say. You have to give you the hog pole. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. Funny a banter. But I know I'm gonna change that tune. The little bastard didn't even put when 50 I'm quid on the bar and say, boys, have a beer. Funny a banter. I said that's life. Hog pole. And as funny as it may seem. Hog pole. Some people get their kicks. Funny a banter. Stomping on a dream. At least my teammates like me to kick. But I don't let it, let it get me down. The little bastard, 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 bastard. Cause this fine old world, it keeps 
spinning around. Boys, have a beer. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet. If we didn't want him to come and have a drink with us. Okay, he was a Wisden Young Cricketer of the Year. He debuted at 17 for Surrey, uh, 19 for England. He bats, he bowls. He's taken his older brother's spot at various times, which is extremely <laughs> alpha. Uh, he's with the England cricket team now. He joins us from Sri Lanka. Sam Curran, welcome to The Great Cricketer. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Nice. Uh, Sam, just before we get to the series that you're involved in, uh, obviously it has to be about us. We're, we're recording in the minutes <laughs> after Australia's defeat to India at the Gabba, um, which, which is our safe place and we're no longer safe. Yes. Um, just how much laughter and joy is there among your team uh, at Australia capitulating to <laughs> India in this manner? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we've all been watching it from Sri Lanka, like you said. Um, what an amazing game. I was glued to the TV there for a few hours. Um, now, fair play to India. They played really well, didn't they? Um, but, yeah. Pity the Aussies have lost their status to the Gabba. Sounds very sincere. Now, in my in my mind, Sam, everyone's everyone's, everyone's piling to one room. Call of Duty has just been completely banned. I'm, I'm imagining Bearso just clapping everyone. Come on, boys! Come on! Yes, Washington Sunday. Here we go. Is that what it's like? Well, I didn't watch it with anyone, but um, we all just had some lunch, and there was a lot of a lot of good chat going around. But, um, <laughs> But um, no, it was it was a great win, and yeah, India did really well, especially after all their injuries and things like that. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, speaking on the theme of laughing, obviously you've had a fantastic uh, opening win uh, over there in Gaul, um, in Sri Lanka, and you, you guys actually cleaned up Sri Lanka in the first innings, 135. I don't know if you've seen the footage, but back back in the Sky Sports studio. There was, I think it was Rob Key. I think uh, you know Wardy was there, my friend Wardy, and uh, and NASA was just ripping into the strike and batting performance. There was obviously reverse sweeps going wrong, spoons to cover. You know, were you guys just like going into the huddle after every Don Best wicket and just laughing? <laughs> um, to be fair, we came off after that innings, and um, there was a few burgles, which I reckon you're not going to take for granted. So it was. Um, you saw you saw the way Sri Lanka came back in the second innings. We yeah. bowled 140 overs, so they batted really well. Mm. Um, yeah, luckily, and then Dan Lawrence and Johnny played really nicely to knock off their little target of 70 odd. Mm. There was another strange scenario in the match as well, Sam. Where and, and you would have noted this, where um, Rooty, my mate Rooty, yeah, has, Rudy. Uh, has, yeah. has played a sweep or reverse, but I can't remember. And he's underregistered into the ground. Yeah. There was a bit of consternation that the camera, <laughs> flat, you know, DRS not out. Everyone moves on. Mickey Arthur's losing his mind, <laughs> saying that uh, he's come off his glove and he's been caught. Uh, he's been caught at short leg. Um, and then another umpire saying, no, it's actually hit the ground. Bounce, now, mate, can yeah. you shed any light on that? Is it the, the most village exposure <laughs> of an international kind of um, person, an international cricket guy, yeah. not knowing the rules of the game? <laughs> to be fair, we all it actually came up on the TV whilst we were batting. All, all the boys were in stitches because obviously he thought it, from the from the front angle, it obviously looked out, but then from side on, Ruti obviously hit it into the ground. But um yeah, I think I saw a bit of bottle throwing and things like that, which was quite funny to watch. <laughs> Obviously a huge and important innings for Joe, 228, I think it was mm. in the end. You know, there's, there's been a lot of chat around the cricketing world mm. um, about, you know, the who are the top the top three, top four big boys, you know? Mm. Did, did did Joe come into the sheds just screaming, shirt off, beers, get around me boys, I'm back in the big boys, yeah, is that what he said? Big boy again. Yeah, to be fair, no, Rudy played really well, like you like you said. Um mm. he's obviously a world class player. Yeah. Um last year was obviously reasonably quiet for him, but to start the year off with a double hundred just kind of 
we've obviously got a massive test here with I think there's probably 17 tests for us. Mm. It's quite a quite a big year. So for our captain to start like that, which was really nice, and um, hopefully come Friday he can get a double ton again. Mm-hmm, of course. Mm. One on you, Sam, just noting that uh, in, in the first test you you batted seven, you opened the bowling. There's so much conversation in Australia about all-rounders and yeah. it just always strikes me how difficult it must be to have expectations to deliver with both the bat and the ball at the very highest level of the game. And I, I mean, I know in Australia, unless you kind of average over 35 with the bat and under sort of 28 with the ball, <laughs> everyone thinks you're shit, you know? Um, <laughs> how, how do you go about preparing for both disciplines and... And do you think the expectations on all-rounders is correct? Yeah, well, I think um, we've actually got Keith Tallis with us here talking of averages. He averaged about 50 out of the bat, yeah, probably 29 good. of the ball. So yeah. he wasn't too bad. Um, <laughs> but um, no, I think there is a lot of responsibility on all-rounders. But I think it's a nice responsibility to have because I'm someone who probably goes out there, tries to make an impact with both bats and ball. And when you get a first baller like I did, you got to try to take a few wickets. So that's... Um, that's kind of the nice part when you fail one aspect of the game you can always contribute whereas if you're a batter and you're nicking off early your your game's almost done so um i think it's a nice place to be in but you could say there's a bit more expectation but um yeah it's always nice to have all-rounders on the side and obviously cameron green's done really well as well for the aussies mm. you said there jacques Callis obviously mm. he's a batting consultant for england at the moment isn't he i mean first of all just it does look a little yeah. bit weird doesn't it when like he's wearing england kit at training it doesn't not doesn't something quite doesn't quite match up there you know but like but also can we just talk about the chest on this thing yeah. I, mean, I mean how big is this guy <laughs> i need to know how big he is how thick is he oh <laughs> uh, well I've got to be careful what I say, don't I? Um, <laughs> um, no, nah, he's always been, I think he's just a pretty pretty strong unit. You have to be yeah. strong to bowl a lot of overs and um, score lots of runs like he did. But no, nah, it's very strange even for me. Mm. Always chatting to him and stuff. See yeah. him in England kits, obviously. Yeah. It's great for us because we're all taking a, a lot from it. Um, but yeah, he's great to be around and hopefully, it's not the first toy he does with us, hopefully he can hang around for a while. Mm. Sam, uh, there's been a lot of press about Rob Lewis, uh, who yeah. spent ten months in Sri Lanka waiting for the, the old team Randy to... Caddick. Well, I was going to say waiting for the team. <laughs> the old Randy Caddick. Doesn't have a name for my penis, anyway. Um, but um, sorry, Sam. But uh, he spent ten months in Sri Lanka waiting for the team to return after the original series was postponed in, in March. And you said DJ Randy Caddick. Uh, he's waited ten months to see you guys. Now, I was watching on Sri Lankan cricket YouTube. It's the only way to watch it mm. in Australia. Was I hearing some of his tunes? through YouTube, very, very heavy. Um, and was that welcome? Um, house at, music. Yeah, it was house. But just, you know, root and broad batting and some house music in the most picturesque ground. I, I kind of liked it. Yeah. I just wondered, whether was that welcome for you guys? Um, and, and what did you make of that kind of fandom? <laughs> yeah, to be fair, we actually read about it probably a week before the series. There was a rumour going around that there was a fan in Sri Lanka at Stadia because we flew back in March because of um, COVID. So... We obviously got home and then he's hung around. And to be fair to him, it's been a great story. He's done what he's done for 10 months in Sri Lanka, but um, he's obviously turned himself into a DJ, old Randy Caddick. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was quite weird actually because the ground's obviously no one watching. And then we had this army, the army fan on the fort, and then apparently the police came and they said, You can't watch this game. And then our media manager got him some pass that let him into the ground. So. He was buzzing with that, but um, yeah, it's a great story. I think he's been playing house parties mostly the last yeah, 10 months, yeah, just yeah. sort of going yeah, around, scene, just, yeah. doing, just doing house parties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, I noticed, uh, I mean, Moane obviously, unfortunately, contracted COVID, I think, before or during the during the transit to Sri Lanka. He's out of quarantine now. How's Moane doing? 
yeah, good. Obviously, tough start for Mo. We're all, all very upset for him. Obviously, he's a quality cricketer for us. And to, for him to have to spend two weeks in a bedroom, it's not great. So, it's obviously, we all walked off, actually, day, day four. And we walked in, dressed him. He was back in the room. And the boys saw the smiles on their faces. Um, really nice to have him back. And hopefully, he can be back on the park playing soon. Because he um, will be a great, great player to have back on the side. Mm. I noticed uh, in your 20, des- 20 tests to date, Sam, um, you've got a pretty amazing record. I mean, England almost always win when you play. I mean, how keen are you for Jimmy Anderson to retire so you can just play all the time? <laughs> um, nah, obviously, <laughs> to, to be playing with Jimmy is obviously great. Um, I'm learning a hell of a lot from him. Um, he's one of, the, one of the greats. So I'm sure, I think he's, he's probably 39 now. So he's still a world-class bowler. Don't mm. know when he'll be done, but hopefully it's not. Hopefully he can come over to the Ashes in November and get you out, boys, out of the Gabba. <laughs> <laughs> we never lose at the Gabba. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do now. I just get the feeling it's just, it's just no one's meant to say a bad word about Broader Anderson. Hey, they're just they're, 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 they're just the kings of the jungle, the and you, you guys just play whenever you need to play. It's all good. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's just just on just on that, Sam. Uh, I noticed that uh, that that Broady, my friend Broady, now he's he's batting beneath. Jack Leach in the order. Leach is now up to 10. I mean, how does that go for sure? He's at, he has got a test 169, of course. Not bad for an 11. <laughs> yeah, well, a test 100, you don't have to take that off. I mean, he's obviously a very dangerous batter, Brody. And I don't know, actually, I was quite confused with the batting order this week, to be fair. Mm. Um, but, yeah, Leachy, Aussies know Leachy well, don't they, with his batting? Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that was Steve Simpson was just mocking Chris Rogers there that time, um, but um, <laughs> Sam, uh, we'll, we'll let you go. Thanks so much for joining us and give us an update. Hopefully, we can catch up with a few more of the guys throughout the uh, throughout the series, uh, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you out here in the summer. Yeah, perfect, guys. Enjoy. Thanks for having me. Here goes the man on the line. Yeah, has played seventy-seven Tests, taken three hundred and two wickets. The third New Zealander to take more mm. than 300 tests wickets. A best of seven for 64. That includes a 10 for as well. Mm-hmm. 11 fifers, five fifties at that level. 190 ODI wickets, 460 first-class wickets, and 23 fifers there. A first-class ton. He's played 295 times for his country across all three formats. I'm talking about uh, a very good-looking man as well. I call very him a rooster. Looking. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Tim Southey. Uh, Tim, welcome to the Great Cricketer. Hey, guys. Great to be here. Do you often get referred to as a good-looking rooster? Just off the top of my head, there. No, no, haven't heard that one too many times. Um, been referred to as plenty of other other names, but um, but a good-looking rooster hasn't been, hasn't really been been one of them, especially from uh, from Australians as well. <laughs> we'll get into that actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're wonderful people. Um, yeah. You, you, Tim, uh, we'll just go from the top here. You know, you were obviously a worldie from yeah. day dot under-19s World Cup, then you debuted for New Zealand at 19. So from a grade cricketer perspective, you've probably not played a game of club cricket in your life, have you? Uh, I actually played a game this season. Um, I, I like to give back to the club where, where I can. My brother still plays and uh, there's a few mates that still play there. So any opportunity, I don't mind getting back to um, back to a bit of, bit of grade cricket. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's very few and far between these days. But, uh, but whenever there's an opportunity, it's always great to get back and that's where it all started, so it's, it's nice to give back um, in some way. 
Now, we're obviously in Australia, Tim, and we've seen a couple of guys who are in the current Australian team. I'm thinking straight off the top of my head, Marnus Labuschagne was, was bowling for his club side, uh, Redlands, in Queensland. He was, he was wearing his Queensland kit, wasn't he? Mm, and bowling pace. In bowling pace. We've seen him batting his Queensland lid as well. Not many guys batting in the Australian lid. Steve Smith did that when he was on his band, wasn't he? He was batting for Sutherland in his Aussie lid. I mean, like, are you, are you, are you wearing Black Caps kit, you know, playing for your club side? Mm. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I try and sort of fit in as one of the one of the normal blokes at the club. Um, it's a country club, so um, I'm sure if I'd rock, rocked up in, uh, in Black Cat's kit, I'd get a, a real ribbing. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, as, as far away from, from Black Cat's kit as I can possibly find. Mm, interesting. Now, uh, you, you played, uh, you obviously had a standout under-19 World Cup tournament back in the day. Then you also had a great debut season. It sort of led you into your into your test career, debuting at 19. But I was having a look at that under-19 World Cup back in 2008. I actually noticed Kane, uh, my friend Kane, friend was, Kane yeah, yeah, my friend Kane was captain of the New Zealand side as well. You guys made it all the way to the semi-final. Then you got done by uh, India that year, which was actually in Kuala Lumpur, that, that semi-final, obviously a famous cricketing destination. And Vrat Kohli was the captain of India. I mean, what, what are your memories of the 2008 under-19 World Cup? Yeah, it was. It was um, there's been some great players come out of that World Cup. As you, you mentioned, a couple. I think Steve Smith was there for Australia, mm. along with a, along with a few others. So um, yeah, it was. Uh, we had a we had a pretty good side. Obviously, New Zealand, uh, reasonably small country and small player pool. So um, yeah, we had a, we were lucky. We had a number of guys there. Trent Bolt was there as well. Ah. Um, Corey Corey Anderson. Yeah. Um, so there's a there's a few guys that have been able to go on and play for New Zealand from that under nineteen team. So we were yeah we were. We were a reasonable side, and um, and we'd played a lot of cricket together leading into that, so um, that sort of helped. And we got on a bit of a roll and and made our way through to to a semi final, which is probably stock standard for New Zealand side at that <laughs> that time. Um, couldn't quite make make it through to the final. Yeah. I was looking at Wikipedia just as you know initial research into your team, and obviously Wikipedia being a bastion of truth. Um, yes, that's right. uh, I, I noticed that <laughs> you played rep rugby. As a junior, so I guess my question is like, like many Victorians in Australia, was footy the dream, and then cricket the backup for you? <laughs> a little bit like that. Um, obviously, rugby in New Zealand is, is, a, is a massive sport, and all the kids growing up want to be an All Black. And if you can't do that, then uh, you try and try and be a Black Cap. And um, if you can't do that, I'm not sure what you end up doing. But I was fortunate enough to sort of make it make a way in the in the latter. And um, yeah, I still follow my rugby very closely, and. Um, the uh, dream was always to, to represent New Zealand. I guess I've been pretty lucky to do it for for a reasonably long period of time in, in the in the cricket side. Um, so yeah, um, I think most young young sporting kids in New Zealand aspire to be to be the All Blacks or, or the Black Cats nowadays. Do you think the success of the All Blacks, like like whereby the Wallabies now can't win against them, <laughs> um, has hastened the death of rugby in Australia? And do you feel bad about that? <laughs> um. I'd be lying if I said I feel bad, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's always been hard for for us as cricketers to be compared to the to the to the All Blacks here in New Zealand, where they they win a lot. Um, obviously, they've um, yeah, uh, they're, they've been a very successful side for for a long period of time, and um, unfortunately for you guys, the the Wallabies have been on the receiving end for for a while now. But as a kid growing up, I, I loved watching the Blues Oak Cup and. Um, I, I still I still do enjoy it, and, and we know whenever we play Australia in any sport, it's always a, a great occasion and, and something that the whole country enjoys um, playing against the, the big brothers across the across the Tasman. Well, the great thing is that we don't actually even watch the Wallabies anymore until, until they're good again. But then we'll yeah. start and then we'll start watching the rugby again. Yeah. Hey Tim, um, you, I mean Tim Tim said before, I mean, sorry Sam said before, you know, obviously absolute worldy debuting Test cricket under, uh, at nineteen. 
against England at Napier. Started off pretty well, 5 for 55, then whacked 77 off 40 rocks in the second dig. I mean, that's now 13, 14 years ago now. I mean, do you look back on it now and just be like, yeah, test cricket was really easy? Yeah, I guess at the time, you're so young and probably a little bit naive um, to what it's all about. I played a few handful of first-class games, and yeah, a year or so before that, you're playing against playing against school cricketers. And um, yeah, it's, uh, at the time, it sort of was all a bit of a bit of a blur. And because you're probably so young, you don't actually think about about it too too much. You just go out there and you just sort of play with that freedom and that. Um, that, yeah, just the freedom of, of being 19 years old, whereas sort of the older you get, the more the more you think about stuff and the more you sort of tend to overthink things. So I think, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a great way to, I guess, come in and, and know that you can perform at that level and then uh, things probably can go according to plan after that and spend a bit of time in and out of the side and, Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a, yeah, it's been a bit of a bit of a roller coaster ride, but it's it's been uh, thoroughly enjoyable. Tim, look, it's going to level with you. Like, like we've interviewed a couple of Kiwis on the show yeah. now. Like your, your great mate Trent Bolt, mm. Neil Wagner, Will yep. Somerville. Yep. Um, like the the abiding reaction is that you're all just lovely people yeah. who speak positively about cricket. Mm. You're very humble people and very attractive too. Um, <laughs> now, look, cr- cricket's a tremendously brutal game doesn't matter where you're from mm. it's a brutal game it borders on inhumane it rewards self-interested behavior mm. it produces extreme coping mechanisms and conditions people to ruthlessness on and off the field so, so with that in mind like can you trust why for grade cricketers the kiwi positivity is really or can you explain and understand why for grade cricketers kiwi positivity is really difficult to trust <laughs> i think it's a hard it's a hard thing to sort of explain but we we've since I've played for a little bit of time now, we sort of almost tried to play like the Australians and we couldn't do that. And we tried to play like the English and we sort of couldn't do that either. And then mm. it wasn't until sort of it was under Brennan McCullum's captaincy where we just played like Kiwis and we just wanted to play how um, we wanted people to see us as Kiwis and it sat comfortable with us. And I think it's sort of, sort of just flowing on from there. And I don't think anyone means to be the way we are, but it's just how... Um, not just us, but you just your average Kiwi bloke sort of yeah. sort of is. Um, yeah, so it's, I think it's probably just something that it's, it's comfortable with us. Um, the Aussies play in, in their way, which is it obviously gets the best out of them, and they've been a great side for a for a long period of time. And um, and the Indians play the way the Indians play, so I think it's just something that that mm-hmm. just sits comfortable with us. It's just trying to be genuine, just good bastards. I suppose <laughs> good bastards. I like that. Like and. I think this sort of says more about us as Aussies that we struggle to trust the Kiwi positivity. Mm. I mean, can you just assure us that, like, cricket being cricket and you've chosen to play cricket, mm. that, like, the side, although it's attractive, it has curated Instagram profiles, you're mm. so wonderful to listen to and refreshing, really, that you do have skeletons in mm. the closet. Like, don't, you don't it's have to tell something. us what they are, mm. but just let us know that there are some skeletons <laughs> and there is some sort of strangeness in the side because it's all just a bit sort of 10 out of 10, you know? Yeah. Like, it's a bit Stepford. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. There's, um, there's a whole lot there, but, um, but yeah, we'll leave those for for, okay. a, for another day, that's, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah we'll, we'll leave that for any day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, Tim, I know you're aware of, you know, the great cricketer tone, you know, and thank you for the Instagram likes so over the years, but, I mean, you obviously be aware of the rig-based selection, and, I, I mean, Kyle Jamison, how's the rig on it? Yeah. I mean, this thing is unbelievable, bowls, wheels, I mean, that's an exciting prospect for this test team. <laughs> Yeah, he's come in and he's, he's uh, the way that he's taken to test cricket has been phenomenal. Um, mm. 
he's almost a year into the into his test game now, and um, yeah, he's flying. So um, he's been a great asset to the to the side. Obviously, been been about nine foot helps, um, but he's <laughs> he's a great kid. He he came on that tour to Australia, which we've tried to yeah. get about last year. Um, and uh, and he, and he just you could just see from the start he wanted to learn, wanted to get better. Just sort of sat there and uh, and took everything in and. And we've seen like each game, he's just just kept getting better and better. So um, yeah, hopefully he's uh, can stay injury free, and uh, I'm sure we'll see plenty more good things from him over the years. Mm. Is there the same fascination with rigs in New Zealand, Tim? Like in Australia, Cameron Green is a wonderful cricketer, very mm. skilled, but most of the conversation mm. is about whether or not he's 200 mm. centimetres and how big his hands are. <laughs> um, is that just a function of Australian mentality, or, or or is it the same for Kyle in New Zealand? Mm. Um, probably more of an Australian thing. Um, yeah, there's a few guys that you, you can kind of hide your rig a little bit in cricket shirts. The way you sort of ask for an extra size up and kind of tuck it in where it sort of makes you look a little bit better than what you can. But um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I think the, the I think it's probably more an Australian thing. The weather's a bit warmer, so you probably get your rig out a little bit more mm-hmm. over there than what you do here in New Zealand. Uh, yeah. Hey, Tim, how much how much does the team in New Zealand moment talk about you know that number one test ranking? Because I know that like if you know in Australia when Australia has has gone back to number one or whatever, you know, there's it's in every bit of PR marketing. There's there's random emails come out, you know, text messages from Chinese marketing agencies come mm. out to just a random numbers. You know, we we really celebrate you know being number one. Whereas I feel like New Zealand, we're like, oh yeah, we just played some good cricket. You know, just hitting some balls and you know just taking our wickets and stuff. Like what's what's the sort of how much does New Zealand talk about being number one? I think it's because it's the first time that we've been able to reach that. It's been it's been pretty cool and pretty special. The guys we enjoyed um, uh, a few cold ones after the last test match, celebrating um, yeah. what is a first for us as, as a country. But um, but yeah, sort of life carries on, doesn't it? It sort of doesn't really um, mm. consume too much of our time. It's it's pretty cool to to be there, but um, but we know that um, when you when you chuck on the whites again and how. Um, our rankings don't really matter too much. It's about the job in hand and what you what you're trying to achieve. So um, mm. I think it's pretty cool, and it sort of shows you the the hard work that's gone in over over a number of years, and that a lot of players have sort of contributed to that. And we we recognise that and we understand that. But um, mm. but yeah, it sort of doesn't really um, consume too much of of, of our um, mm. of our energy or our time. How big is the Lords World Test Championship final for you guys? You're in the mix for it. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a lot of talk about it in Australia over here. I know you'd still have to make it, but if you did, who'd be your preferred opponent at Lords? India, England, or Australia, and why? Yeah, I think the championship's uh, uh, quite a quite a um, cool concept. If you and and obviously us still being in the in the mix, I think we actually want Australia to win, which is we're finding it very hard to actually sit here and cheer for the Australian side. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it does help our does help our chances. So um, if they're able to do that, then that'll be great for us. But uh, but yeah, I guess it adds that little bit of excitement. And, and I think I think any time New Zealand play Australia, it's uh, as I said, touched on earlier, it's uh, in any sport here in New Zealand, it's a uh, it's a great. Um, great time, and and it'll be nice to, I guess, uh, get a chance to resurrect what what sort of happened last summer in Australia, and we we were absolutely, uh, yeah, not quite at our best, and uh, and Australia were too good for us. So on a on a neutral venue, it wouldn't be my, wouldn't wouldn't be bad to play against the Australians. Mm. Tim, I know Pez said at the, at the beginning of the intro, you know, 
just gone past 300 test wickets and congratulations on that. I'm sure that'll mean, that'll mean the world from, uh, you know, to you, that, that coming from me. But, um, you know, 300 test wickets, an incredible achievement. I just noticed that, um, you know, Nathan Lyon is playing his 100th test right now. You debuted three years earlier and have played 77, sort of just highlighting how few tests New Zealand play compared to England, India and Australia. I, I think I'm right in also saying that New Zealand's, their schedule for the next three years, you guys have only got eight tests away so, again, just highlighting how few tests New Zealand play compared to sort of the big three, inverted commas. I mean, how frustrating is it that New Zealand don't get to play as many tests? I think until recent years, you probably haven't deserved um, to play the bigger series. and play. We've played a lot of two-match series, which I guess can be can be frustrating at the time. I think the players, mm. our players, they all still love test cricket. Um, obviously, T20s come in and sort of um, consumed a lot of... Uh, tours and whatnot as well but the guys still test cricket is still the pinnacle and we love love playing test cricket and we always want to play more um so it is a little bit frustrating that we don't play play much um i think yeah so just shows you between i've been sort of dropped and injured a, a little bit through that time as well but um yeah so, so um it does it does show you that we do we don't actually play a, a lot of test cricket which is is frustrating at times because uh, the guys do do love it and um yeah i think we're probably Worthy of a little bit more more test cricket nowadays. Uh, we've seen over here, Tim. There's been a big, a whole bunch of conversation about crowd behaviour in Australia, and you know certain sections say it needs to improve in Australia, which I think is true. And then other sections would say, but also it happens around the world as well. I mean, from your perspective, like you know, where's been the roughest place to play in terms of crowd abuse, and um, would you share the prevailing views a uh, view that Australia has a few issues to sort out? I think Australia is always always a, a tough place to go in terms of crowd, but but um, that's expected. Like we go to Australia, we expect the crowd to be tough, the the cricket to be tough. Um, I think it's just when you cross the line, and obviously there's a little bit of racial abuse, which is uh, just a just a no go zone. Um, so that's disappointing to hear. Um, that that I guess that that kind of stuff has been said. Um, the banter and the and the stuff you you expect expect to get is I think is is fine, um, but I think when you when you bring race into it, it's obviously a, a, you you're definitely crossing crossing the line. So um, I think there's there's always there's always place for a bit of banter and a bit of tongue in cheek and a bit of you, you you're going to go to Australia, you know the crowd are going to play a play a part. Um, you just hope that they they just don't cross the cross the line. Mm. Uh, and just finally, Tim, given you guys swept um, India last year in, mm. in New Zealand, you picked up 14 wickets across two tests. Mm. What advice do you have to Australia who uh, haven't been able to do similar in their own home conditions against India? <laughs> um, not much advice. The Aussies, uh, they're, they're a pretty good side, so I'm, I'm sure they, they know what they're doing. But um, but it's been a great series to, to watch, um, two, two great sides going at it. So um, as a avid cricket fan and a bit of a cricket badger it's nice to, to sit back and watch uh, two quality sides going at it awesome. we'll let you do just that uh, Tim Sally thanks for joining us cool no worries guys pleasure to be here okay he goes well the mutant virus hasn't abated around the world yet no uh, and that means that there is a market for face masks it's needed and our great friends at Budgie Smuggler are providing them. And not only are they providing them for you, but you can put your own design on them or get their good designs. You can look good, play good, feel good. Yeah. Right? You can feel good. And that's the main thing. Oh, yeah. As we, as we well know. 
Uh, so we want to we, we want to commend those face masks to you via Budgie Smuggler. And the other thing we want to commend to the dear listener is uh, that Budgie are partnering with Batting for Change, yeah. which is run by our great friend Ryan Carters. Yeah. Former first class cricketer Ryan Carters shared in a 500 run stand, I think, with Aaron Finch. Was Aaron it? Finch against New Zealand. Yeah, for Australia, right? Yeah. Hell of a cricketer, smarter, smart, a smarter person, mm. more academically gifted than probably was a cricketer. He's running this thing, Batting for Change, to back what is called the inaugural National Backyard. Cricket Day, which is supporting educational projects overseas in cricket-playing nations and at home in regional Australia. So what they're trying to do is raise funds to support students from developing cricket-playing countries to complete tertiary education, both vocational and university. Thousands of students from developing nations. Wonderful, wonderful cause. Now, what he wants you to do, what na- what National Backyard Cricket Day is, is a community event to raise funds to level the global pa- playing field in education. So what you've got to do is register a game. Uh, by January the 31st, go to nationalbackyardcricket.com to register your game or donate to them. Very good course. A couple of marquee games going on. Here goes. What sort of game would you design were you to be participating in this, which I expect you to do? Now, when you say what sort of game would I design, what do you, what do you mean by what that? What are your rules? Who would you have along? What's the tone of the game? Is it aggressive? Is it hostile? Is that how you express yourself? Uh, what are you wearing? What kind of backyard would you like? What's in your dreams? How much money do you make? <laughs> How much money have you got? You know. Um, yeah. Um, here's the thing with backyard cricket, mate. Let me tell you, let me tell you Please, this. Please, keep me, pointing. Mate, I'll tell you a few things, mate. I'll, on. Keep, I'll, keep, I'll, settle I'll, in. Keep, I'll keep on pointing at you, mate. Yeah. There we go. When you play backyard cricket, Sam, and it starts to get a little bit hostile, it starts yeah. as a laugh. A bit too much skill flying around. Yes. And then it's like, oh, you're doing run-ups, are you? And then it's just you don't get many balls in your half, and that's mm. fine. That's funny because if it's a if it's a it's a tiled surface, bit of water on that, just mm. get the hose out, mm. and then you and then bowl back of length, and then you start and fucking pajaring some cuts. Yeah, so hitting hitting elbows, yeah. necks, you know, arms, chest, that kind of gear, and then someone will flip out and they'll throw the bat over the backyard fence. That's the kind of backyard game that I want to be a part of because when your mates flip out, that's funny. That's right. And that says a lot about our culture. It Haven't does, not really read it? into it too much, but yeah. for some reason when they get upset, mm. I feel happy. <laughs> you, listener, can register a game, nationalbackyardcricket.com. Funds raised for that, so you register your game. Funds raised will go to uh, split. It will be split equally between grants for community libraries across Australia and batting for changes overseas education sponsorship programs. So really, you're literally playing a game of backyard cricket before January 31st. You register it. You put a bit of money towards it, towards a very good cause. You enjoy yourself, whether it's through hostility or otherwise, and money uh, helps kids in need for education. There you go. Sounds pretty good. And Budgie's partnering them as well. They're the official swimwear brand. So Budgie Smugglers, of course, budgiesmuggler.com.com. They're good people, Budgie. Um, all right. Hashtag AskTDC. Pez, you had a question just rolling as yeah. we were about to record. Yeah. And it just caught my eye. Yes. We, we get more than one a week. But yeah. um, this one this one we get a fair bit. And it's because, um, you know, people haven't come along for the entire journey of TGC. Mm. And, so, and so this story uh, originates from about 2016, I would say. I'll read the question. Please. It's a Patreon question. Uh, it's come in. It's going to read it out to the dear listener. Menachem M. Backer writes in, Boys! With a Z. Boys! Hey! Short time Patreon, first time asker. What is the source and the backstories to boys? I understand it's something gay British men say, but not much more. <laughs> Please help. Thanks. Yeah. Here he goes. 
Okay, so what happened was we had Brendan Julian the first time on the show. Now that was in about 2016, I believe it was episode four. Was it episode yeah, four? Yeah, in in Fox Sports. Okay, and what what happened was in that interview, it was one of the great alpha experiences of, of our entire from, lives. From go to woe, from cradle to grave. He asked us if we lifted the Sheffield Shield. Oh no, no, no! Before that, he was in the green room after teeing this interview yeah. up. He was in the green room, not 20 meters away. Yeah, I texted him. He said, "Yep, come and get me." I walked to go and get him. As yeah. I walked in, he, he blanked me. Yeah. He was, you, was like, yeah, I said, oh, Brendan, good to go. Mm. What? What's this? <laughs> so that was, that was the first interaction. Also, he was shirtless. We walked in together. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first interaction. Then during the interview, he asked if we left the Sheffield Shield. He'd asked if we'd been to Jamaica or Barbados, yeah. and he said, don't go. Yeah. Um, the whole thing was He refused just... to answer questions about the circuit in the 1995 tour, which was the most disappointing part. His feet were on the table while <laughs> he gave it. <laughs> so if you watch on YouTube, he literally conducted the interview like this. Yeah. Just fucking leaning back. Yeah, the Sheffield Shield. Yeah, the first game I ever played, Dennis Lilly was playing first. Just, yeah. just this kind of gear. Yeah. Alpha as fuck. Just I think he said he 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 goes. I think I made a hundred in the Shield final. <laughs> <laughs> Have you lifted the Shield? Yeah. Just say like it was a great interview. So and it he was. actually played the role. And he was also he is also a very nice guy. Yes. I will say that. Just but just his he he. I don't. Th- I think he's blissfully unaware of how Alpha yeah, here he is. He's in the bubble. He's too good looking. About a week or two weeks after that, we were at the SCG performing at a function for some reason. We're doing. We're performing at something at the SCG, and then he was also there. It was like a charity event thing, and then. Afterwards, the, there was also a shield game on at the time. It was actually, I think, I think Pete Hansen scored two runs that it day. It was the great bat off. <clears throat> it was. It was, a it was after the collapse and a big bat off, and Hansen right. got runs and got slipped. So that's how long ago this was, and and the, uh, everyone from the lunch went into the um, members bar in the SCG afterwards, and and we walked in, and Brendan Julian um, was talking to like two other people in a circle, and he saw us walk in, and he he's like, us. he's like across the other side of the bar, and he just went. Boys! Yeah. <laughs> and it was the single most alpha thing I've ever yeah. seen in my entire life, and it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. He wouldn't know our name, still wouldn't. No. Wouldn't reckon. I've seen him many times mm. since then. Yeah, well, he's come on the show since then. In fact, he came on like six or so months ago yeah. during the England uh, summer, and uh, in the text messages, this year is 2020, <laughs> he said, oh, I'm going to be in at Fox. Do you want to come and drive in? <laughs> and there. Like, Brother, we haven't been with Fox for like four, <laughs> four years, years, man. He's anyway. just he's just so alpha. Yeah, but he's great. He's 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 very generous, and I think he, I think he's a very good broadcaster too. So that's where Mate, boys comes from. That's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Um, anyway, hashtag I said just say. Got a couple of questions in here, Pez E lad. Um, now a you, few, you you made a call. You, I I called out to the fair listener, and I said if you've got any net bowling stories, please do write in. Now let's just go with two here, Pez, because I think yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, we've, this is a bit conjuncted, uh, uh, this... Uh, conjunctivitis, you've got it's conjunctivitis. Good, it's, it's a little bit conjunctivitis and mm. syphilis at the same time in the eye. So it's a little bit uh, confusing uh, about how much time be. this has been going on, and I, I can't see straight. Liam Booth writes in, though, however. Hygopotamus <laughs> <laughs> and perineum. Perineum. <laughs> how do I know that? How are you going? On the latest TDC podcast, you asked, you asked for some stories related to net bowling, so here is mine. In the summer of 2013, I was in the final stages of my one-year degree in secondary school teaching at Birmingham University. I was completing my final placement at a nearby secondary school when the opportunity to be an official ICC net bowler for the upcoming Champions Trophy arose. Three days teaching geography to disengaged teenagers or three days bowling my 70-mile-per-hour in-swing to international cricketers, there was only one option. After calling my mentor early in the morning to inform him that 
I was very sick and likely not in school for three days, I set off to Edgebaston, to the Edgebaston Nets for my first session with the Pakistan team. It was raining, so the session was moved indoors. They turned up one hour late. I bowled at the bowlers and was quite surprised at how average they were. I had assumed, I had always assumed that international tailenders would be top five in a club batting lineup. Mm, they would be. Sayed Ajmal in particular. And what does he mean by club? Sayed <laughs> Ajmal in particular was very limited and I snicked him off a few times, did you, mate? One other net bowler started bumping him and Ajmal was genuinely scared. The net bowler got asked to sit this one out, please, on Ajmal's request. Dave Watmal, Dave Watmore was coach of the Pakistan team and he had this pretty mad batting drill whereby he'd fling balls at a slab of marble which was placed on the floor about 10 yards away from the batsman. He called me over to ask him to help lift it as it was fucking heavy. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. Dave Walmart's going, mate, this thing's fucking heavy. It's fucking heavy. As we managed to lift it up, I said to him innocently, oh, it's much better when you get it up. <laughs> he turned this innocent remark into a sexual innuendo, could not stop laughing, and then proceeded to tell everyone in the vicinity, hey, this lad just says it's easy when you get it up. Everyone laughed. I fell a part of the team, kind of. Next day, it was South Africa. It was immensely enjoyable just getting smashed by AB, Faf Duplessis, and Hashim Amla. I was in the seamers net and was fourth bowler alongside Stane, Morkel, and Chris Morris and was made to feel very welcome and a key component of the bowling unit. I think we complemented each other very well. By the end of it, I was even referring to Alan Donald, South Africa's bowling coach, as AD, as he chucked me a brand new white pill to replace the dog ball I was bowling with. I think it was probably because my 70 mile per hour in-swing is more like 65 mile per hour no-swing with a 100 over old ball. The last day was Sri Lanka, and what a great bunch of blokes they are. They seemed a very cohesive unit. Again, a real pleasure to get smashed around by Jay Wardner, Matthews, etc. On this day, my greatest cricketing achievement occurred. I bowled Kumar Sangakara through the gate. To a lefty, I shaped the ball away. I have an action whereby it is nigh on impossible to bring the ball back into a lefty. I can only assume the ball hit a small pebble, which caused a deviation to bowl Kuma through the gate as he tried to drive me through the offside. For some reason, we had plastic quick cricket style stumps in the nets and my ball obliterated his stumps. Not only did he have to deal with the ignominy of being bowled by me, but he now had to put two stumps back into the base. I stood awkwardly halfway down, waiting for my ball to return, but I was looking forward to a well-bowled mate. I got nothing. The ball was flung back at me and not a word uttered, not even a nod of the head. It's as if it didn't even happen. I walked back to my mark and my fellow netballers were cock-a-hoop. We built up a real brotherhood over the three days. I think a collective feeling of inadequacy forces people together. The chat for the rest of the session was, I wonder if he'll give you some gloves. Maybe we'll get a photo at the end. Sadly, I got nothing. Get a photo at the end. Sadly, I got nothing. He pummeled me for the, for the five minutes after the ball. He then exited the net, packed his kit and left the session. I was gutted, but on reflection, whilst a materialistic reward would have been nice, I've always had the memory and that feeling of James Anderson and that feeling of being James Anderson for five seconds. Intrinsic over extrinsic and all that. So TGC, was I right to pull a sickie off school for three days? Was the cacophony of laughter from the Pakistan players, coaches aimed at me, or just with me, re-get it up incident. And lastly, can bowling Kumar Sangakara in the nets be considered an achievement? Does it count? Keep up the great work. We've just entered another lockdown here in England, and along with Live Sport, your podcast is one of the few things to look forward to. Liam. Thanks, Liam. Comprehensive story. Of his achievements. Yes, that's right. Um, 
intelligently, wisely, subtly scattered in there, but not too wise to escape this fucking trained eye. <laughs> Listen, Liam. Okay, first thing. I uh, just noted at the top of your story, you're in the final stages of your one-year degree in yeah. secondary school Fuck teaching. That. What's that degree, mate? <laughs> Fucking degree shaming people. That's pretty bad. I'm just hoping... <laughs> I've got kids. Do teachers only have to go for one year? Fucking hell. No, it must be oh, that's a, mas- a, master's, a master's. You've done me there with the just absolutely outfring of it. What's that degree, mate? Fuck me. That's a new catchphrase for you on the one internet. Year, one year. Mate, I don't know. For uni? Uh, anyway. So It's with, weird. With yeah, it's, hey, I don't hey, believe I, I'm it. not degree shaming. Maybe maybe, maybe meant say one year left. It doesn't yeah, make I any double, sense. I, double, I double checked it. You can't go to uni for a year. made a point. I was in the final stages of my one year degree. In mm. secondary school teaching. So I'm guessing you I must be real relieved to get to the end of that one year. Well, Birmingham University, have a fucking look at yourself. <laughs> oh, that, this is not me. What's that degree, mate? Yeah. No, nah, it's an Fuck, education degree. Then it's, a, it's a master's on top of that, I'm sure. I'm I can sure. imagine you reading the book Six Degrees of Separation. Okay. <laughs> so another <laughs> phrase with that word in it. Um, okay. Uh, I don't wear that well. I don't wear well. <sighs> I, I, of course you've made the correct decision, Liam. You can go teach some kids some fucking geography. Well, you can't teach it anyway. <laughs> you, you, you're going to teach you're not going to teach those kids geography you're going to go and bowl in the nets and yeah. you're going to go in the bowl in the nets for the precise moment when you knock over Kumar Sangakara this is Kumar Fuck Sangakara yeah. who's in the ICC team of the decade yeah as the wicket keeper of course as the wicket keeper yeah stop, stop came in 2008 he averaged 56 or so didn't he Kumar and his dad was disappointed yeah I went to right. pick that up with Washington Sundar as well his dad also said he was disappointed he didn't get 100 on debut yeah the commonality is that if your father is harsh on you you're usually good at cricket yeah, Nasser um, Hussain's dad was brutal on him. Yeah, and, and then it gets into like, oh, I hope it's actually okay for them. But um, I think Ganguly had the same thing. Right, yeah, all sorts of, yeah. And Bradman, fuck, before I even get to Bradman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I hope I, no, I think about it. I hope people enjoyed the, the latest single this week, the Sinatra single this week. Mm. Yeah, because I, I played it and replayed it. It was some of your greatest work. <laughs> um, so. Hogpaw. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you. <laughs> Sanger, and, and let's get this right around. Yeah. You, know, you, say you say you're disappointed with his reaction. Mm. Sangakara not reacting, pretending it didn't happen, then having to fucking build the stumps again and just giving you nothing is literally the best reaction you could hope for because that's when you know it meant something to him. If he fucking fawned over you and said, oh, well done, mate, or whatever, yeah. he'd always just come with his tinge yeah. of like, oh, okay, I'm just fucking, uh. you know, you're in – um. One of those, you know, have a go days. You're in, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's kind of Kane, Kane Williamson's charm when he scores his hundred. He's so apologetic. Yeah. He's like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, you know, I scored a hundred. Oh, yeah. I'm really. Oh, you, you know, if he says, well done, do you want a photo? You're not a fucking make a wish kid. You're, You're not a make a wish kid. You've knocked yeah. him over. Yeah. And you describe it well. You bowl in swing at 112 k's an hour as a weighted left hander. I know that bowler. And that's a, that's a pretty easy bowler. That's pretty easy bowler. Yeah. It's the easiest way to bowl. Yeah. Um, so you've knocked him over. Congratulations now, to you. So if. If Kumar had jumped on LinkedIn the day after and looked up, looked up Liam, yeah. then you know you've got him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kumar S. <laughs> and just a fucking ICC. egg or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little question mark over the head. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm not really, I've never done like official net bowling. I did, I had, a, mm-hmm. so I don't know the protocols around if you get somebody out of you, then um, by, you know, protocols entitled to a piece of their kit. <laughs> Which is, I think, is what Liam is suggesting. 
<laughs> I bought, when I was 16, I went to a spinner's day at yeah. the SCG with a whole oh. bunch of spinners. Stuart mm. McGill, Michael Bevan was there. We bowled to New South Wales. All I remember is Brad Haddon got to everything on the full and smashed it everywhere, embarrassingly so. Off you. Yeah. yeah. And, and everyone else. And Michael Bevan bowled left arm leg spin really quickly. It was like, um, that was the uh, that was sort of where I was like, oh, you can't give the ball any air as a spinner in pro cricket. Yeah. It, 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 and balls that look like they're tossed up on TV are still going really quickly, probably yeah. faster than I could bowl medium pace. Right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, that's all I remember about huh. net bowling. Um, I like yeah. the idea that Liam thinks that Alan Donald, you just call him AD. Yeah. Alan Donald would be like, fuck this kid. Yeah. No doubt about yeah, that. AD. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, ch- ch- don't call me that. Chuck's that white pill. <laughs> Please don't call me that. Yeah, exactly. They just call me white lightning. Call me white lightning. <laughs> hey, Michael Holding, what's your ni- nickname? My nickname's Whispering Death. What do you bowl? Yeah. These ones? These ones, yeah. <laughs> I'll just... Oh, I just seam up. Yeah. I bowl seam up. We good? No. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Sam writes in, yeah. Dear Sam and Ian. As a gangly 19-year-old who used to spend his summers attempting to bowl village-level left-arm leg spin, I somehow managed to find myself working for a few weeks in the backroom staff of a county club in England one summer. It was my first experience of a professional changing room, and I didn't normally say much, as I couldn't have been more of a beater in a room of alphas. <laughs> I, got, I got the sense I was accurately considered a bit weird and, however, com- and completely useless in terms of cricketing ability. The best part of my job, however, was to get on the field and help the boys warm up, throw down slipped catches, etc. Um, one morning I was helping Ashwell Prince practice his cut shots. So that's either Nottinghamshire or Lancashire, by the way. Okay. Um, his cut shots by lobbing, lobbing balls about a foot outside his chest. After a few throws, I accidentally threw one a bit too straight and he politely back foot drove it back towards me. I thought this would be my opportunity to show I did have some motor skills <laughs> and decided to try and flick the ball up with my foot and catch it this time throwing it back in the right place. Everyone else I saw do it made it look easy, and I presumed it couldn't be too hard. All of this thinking, however, had taken my mind off the speed this ball was actually travelling, and I instead planted my right foot down directly onto the moving ball. The ball still carried on rolling, taking my foot with it, causing me to twist my ankle and me ending up in a pile on the floor. I quickly bounced back up, trying to play it off and ignore the pain, only to see Ashwell laughing directly in my now very red face, along with everyone else who saw what was probably the worst cricketing moment of my life. I did turn up to work the next day, but couldn't bring myself to ever offer throwdowns to Ashwell again. My question, gents, is the following. I've never told anyone this story before now. Do I embrace it and tell everyone I've given an international player throwdowns, even though it ended in tragedy, or do I bury it and pretend the whole ordeal never happened? It's been eight years since that day, and I only think about it around twice a week now. <laughs> Things are looking up. Love the show. Keep up all the good work. All the best, Sam. I uh, appreciate the question, Sam. Mm. Now, I first thing I picked up here, Pez, is that like there's a ball rolling towards him, and his first thought is, oh, here's a chance to show off my motor skills. <laughs> Yeah. You don't have ignorance is bliss, brother. You know, like all the great sports people, yeah. they're good because they're partly dumb, so they don't think yeah, about a lot of exactly, stuff, right? Yeah. That's why I'm Yeah. Uh, but you've got you've got brains, so that's um. Now, I think that he should always tell the story that he. Now, he shouldn't tell the story about what's happened here, even though he's just told the entire world. But yeah. um, but he should tell the story about what actual Prince is like as a bloke. Exactly. What are the boys like yeah. around the group, around the showers? Who's yeah. the fucking you know. You know, like uh, cover it, cover it up when you need to cover it up and embellish other parts. Yeah, I used to give throwdowns to Ashwell Prince. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be. I was just thinking about this. Should I tell people I gave throwdowns to an international player? Now, I don't really. 
I don't think giving throwdowns to anyone is ever going to confer any kind of alpha status, no matter who it is. You could give throwdowns to an exhumed Bradman, and that still <coughs> wouldn't be cool. You know, like you get throwdowns yeah. to Tendilka. It's like throwdowns is such a beta activity. It's literally, yeah. it's it's you are a servant slave to that person Mate, that you're giving throwdowns to. I'd do some heinous things to give throwdowns to Tendulkar. Are you kidding me? Not okay. Let me get this straight. You might enjoy that from an intrinsic perspective, like oh, fucking just watching Tendilka smash it. But I'm not sure if it's getting you much fucking cred, like you know, in and around the joint. Here's what I'd going, say, so though. I used to give throwdowns to Tendilka. Like, so it's either Nottingham Nottingham likes you, yeah. Right? <clears throat> so you just how would you like, do it? How would you do it? Okay, here's what, here, get yourself right. Here's what you do. Sit, sit here's back. Here's what you do, mate. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what are you doing here, mate? No, you just no, you just say that you help used to help out with training. Yes, you used to help out with training. What are you do there? Throw him a bit of slips. Sorry about you. Let him hit up. Yeah. Like let it help him hit up. I think it would be the yeah. way to phrase it. Step hitting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just sort of front foot press. Yeah. Yeah. Some some grip work. Uh. Back foot. Front foot. Um. Help out the showers. Um. What you you helped Ashwell Prince adjust his grip? <laughs> did you? I'm the other person now. <laughs> no, he used to put his grip on his butt. Oh, grips there. Grips. Okay. Got it. He's put um, his grip on his butt with, yeah. with with my tongue. Yeah. Like manas. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do that. I I, I mean, well, if you pretend. It didn't happen. And you obviously want to get this off your chest as well, Sam. I think about it twice a week done, now. You've done the right thing to speak about it for the first time. Um, if you pretend it didn't happen, which I think is what you've been doing, like the cover-up is worse than the crime, you know? Like look how far that got Smith and Warner. You know what I mean? Cover-up was worse than the yeah. thing. So, um, and, and, you know, in a roundabout way, you've actually played your role at the club. You know, pros, you know, they need the pyramid. They need the feudal system. Mm -hmm. um, pros need you to be beta so they can affirm their alpha status. Now, when they step out into the real world, they're not yep. at all. In fact, many of them are all at sea yes. in, in terms of operating in the real world. Yes. Uh, and you know that and you keep that to yourself. But when you're in their prism, you play the role of beta because that's part of the sort of intangible value that you bring to the side. Then you go away and you say, yeah, look, I help them at training. Yeah, help out. Hit ups. Bit of, bit of grip work, as, as Higo said. You know, <laughs> some training stuff, mm. whatever. Yeah. That's how, that's how yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Hey, if you want to get more of this stuff, yeah. patreon.com forward slash great cricket episode 24 coming out this week. Some more belting questions coming in. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Should we say who we're interviewing? It's an exclusive interview as well. Ah, I forgot about week. that. Yeah. Who we got? We are speaking with, uh, well, he's a, he's, a, he's a media sensation in Adelaide, former first class cricketer. He's also subfielder for Australia and was involved in a very um, a, a famous, infamous moment. Uh, Theodoropoulos, a uh, funny guy and... Uh, very much looking forward to it. It's patreon.com forward slash great cricketer. Thank you, everyone, to the, who is watching, listening out there on the internet. Um, we are no longer safe. Everything is broken. We are broken. Sam and I are now going to hide under some pillows. Um, and, uh, yeah, what do we got? Just before we finish, I've just been sent a tweet. Um, Here we go. And everyone listening has probably seen this. Uh, Ravi Ashwin has tweeted. Fuck yeah. Good evening from Gabba. I am sorry I couldn't play here, but thanks for hosting us and playing some hard cricket during these tough times. We will remember this series forever at Tim Payne. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, that's a dad at, dick. At Cricket Oz as well, but that's nice. That's good from Ravi. Hey, to the victors go the spoils, baby. Hey, at least Tim Payne's teammates like him. That's it. See you guys next week. <laughs>